good morning. It's good to be here. As Bob said, I'm Joan Hogan, and I'd like to welcome all of you to sit back, get a cup of coffee, relax, and enjoy the Prairie Doc radio program. Rick Holm, our Prairie Doc, is here with me, and he's ready to answer any questions you might have of a medical nature or possibly give us the origin of the Shondells. Right? I got a pain in the Shondell today. Yeah. <laughs> We might find out. Good morning. The reason he can answer all this is because his specialty is internal medicine. He's worked with the Avira Medical Group Brookings and he has served as a clinical professor at the University of South Dakota Sanford School of Medicine. Good morning, Dr. Holm. I will have you know that the Shondell is a special insulation that surrounds microscopic nerve endings. And with that and... Uh, Actually, <laughs> that's an oligodendroglio. And the Shondell is, is just a singer. <laughs> now, sometimes this program is listened to people who do not hear the, what came <clears throat> two minutes before. Why are you describing Shondells? Because it was a song that we were just singing. Crimson and clover. Okay, you were singing it alone, but that's <laughs> the Shondells. What's her first name? I can't think of it. Um, Tommy James? Tammy James. Tommy. Tommy. Tommy James, James and, and the, the Shondells. Okay. Well, we can't describe what a Shondell is, but... I'll I was wondering what a crimson and clover had any meaning to... Uh, and Bob said, nada. 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 No meaning. Well, Bob played some really good music. Yesterday he played a lot of Christmas music, which was nice. I'll bet he'll keep going it all week, <clears throat> possibly right up to the 25th. What I do bet you think? Th I bet he will. Yep. Yep. It's always... I, I know some people think it's overdone. I won't do anything till Thanksgiving, but once Thanksgiving comes, I'll have Christmas uh, music going. Yes, Alexa, play a good <laughs> variety of Christmas music, and she does. Or I turn on my radio and listen to Bob's Christmas music. There you but go. But it's good. Yes. Nice to have it in the house. Everything going well with you? Oh gosh, I am. I'm better than better. You know, I I had a uh, resection of the liver on the 31st of October. I had a complication of an infection and abscess that happened about two and a half weeks later. And then they needed to uh, put a, a drainage tube into that area. And so that's going on while I'm getting IV antibiotics. It's a known complication from the resection of the liver lesion because of the Whipple sets you up for a kind of a chronic infection situation. So when you're doing surgery on something that's chronically infected, you're up you're you're in for trouble and <clears throat> it happened it happened but i'm i'm getting it was a week ago sunday right right yeah. so i am so oh, much better than i now was you know dr hogan has ago. an answer Whew. for that the man i married yeah, what did he does he say? have a doctorate although it's a phd he said this man needs to take it easy tell him <laughs> three days in bed don't move i don't no. really think you're listening to no, that no i you? think i think getting up and about is is a better uh, therapy than laying but in your bed. Your concept you get, of up and about is quite a bit more than the average person's concept a, there, of up and about. You, right. I think Ed may be right in that I L should lighten really it up, lighten up a little bit on the just a touch. <clears throat> but I think that uh, you know if you if you, if you just lay in bed for two days, it'll make you a weakling. We would two never days want of that with bedridden you. is weaklingness. Yeah, we don't like weakling. No, no. And you will never be a weakling, Rick. We all know no, that. No, All right. So. Well, we're glad to have you with us <laughs> and doing well and keeping strong. Uh, with his not doing much, he's got a long schedule of book signings coming up for his new book, Life's Final Season, A Guide for Aging and Dying with Grace. We're going to take our first break, and when we come back, I'll tell you 
where you can go to get the next book signing. Uh, you have home. always told people where, where they can you go. can go. I've done that all my life. <laughs> Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. Joan Hogan here with Dr. Holm, who is forever recovering and doing well. <laughs> forever, forever recovering. At least in the past year, he's been recovering from one yeah. thing after another, doing well. <laughs> and in his uh, recovery stage, he managed to finish a book. And the book is just excellent. I've read it. Well, thank you. I really, really enjoyed it. And I sent one to my sister uh, for her birthday in November. And she called me Thanksgiving. She said, I got to thank you for the book. I said, really? She said, I love that book. That man really knows medicine. I said, yeah, he does. Kathleen's a physical therapist. And she said, everything he says in there is so, I can't wait to get back to it. I have to feed my family for Thanksgiving, but Friday I'll start up again. (laughs) And she just really enjoyed the book. She encouraged me to send a copy to all my sisters. So I'm going to. I That's think they really nice. I needed Kathleen's okay before I went ahead. You know, I'm getting feedback that people do have, uh, it, that resonates with people. You know, you, write, you, you work four years on a project. And then at the end, you know, you're going, oh, goody, goody, goody. Oh, oh my God. It's going to fall flat. But people want more. You know, they keep coming back and ordering more. More and more Which and means more. that they're reading it and... Um, if you've read the book and you like it, put a, a go on to Amazon and give a review. That would be nice. If you've ever done an Amazon review, this is the book to review. Say, if you have not seen the book yet, Dr. Holm is going to be at the South Dakota Art Museum this Saturday, December 1st. Yes. Saturday will be December 1st ten in the morning t- ten from 10 noon. to noon because he has to get to the football game in the afternoon. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I may or may not get right. to that. <laughs> I don't want to miss that game. I'm you were in DeSmet this last weekend, weren't you? Well, my plan was to be at DeSmet, but my book shipment didn't come in. Oh. So I had no books to carry with me to Patty Ward's uh, open house. Plus, I was feeling really pretty bad that day. So I called Patty, begged off, and we're going to do a different date. Um, but the, the, uh, the, the, I'm feeling much better. And I've got a number of talks that I'm going to be giving. I'm going to give a talk at Zambro's in Sioux Falls. On the I'm 10th. Gonna, on Monday the 10th, the 10th. I'm going to be giving a talk in Watertown at their community uh, center. On Wednesday the 12th. Yes. I've got the schedule in front of me because oh, yes. I don't normally keep <laughs> dates going. But So but, you've got Saturday, December 1st, right here in Brookings at the South Dakota Art Museum. On December 10th, which is a Monday, you're going to be in Sioux Falls in the evening at 7 o'clock at Zambro's. And then on Wednesday, December 12th, the Watertown Event Center at 5.30 to 8. I'm not sure what they've got going there. Well, they it's have some events. They were, gonna, they were going to do um, a presentation to the doctors. Uh, and then they decided, well, why don't we just do an open, we'll do an open house thing. And, oh, if you've got books to sell, then why don't you bring some books? We'll sell some books. Sounds great. You know, I, I feel good about the local deal. I, I think breaking into a national uh, level is going to be the real challenge. It's and never uh, easy, but well, I, you know, I know. I don't know how it'll, how it'll how do you get there? You need to send your book to uh, national review places where they can review the book, and you you need to knock on the doors of radio stations throughout the country and say you'll do an interview. But <clears throat> I haven't been, I don't know how to do that. So I've got some people working on it. Um, and uh, I think we're, we'll, we'll get there. We're just, it's going to take a little time. Well, when it does get there, the word will be out. 
then the word is out locally. And if you if you have not read the book, don't have a copy. Saturday, December first is the time. That's this so, Saturday, ten o'clock in the morning at Brook, South Dakota Art Museum. So, Joan, you've read the book. What what strikes you as two of the most important things you learned? Oh my goodness! That's a putting you on a spot, isn't it's it? It's putting me on the spot. One thing, and it's it's not one thing, but it permeates throughout the book. The book is not just about dying with grace. The book is about living with grace. And I just love, throughout the book, the concept comes through, you may be getting older, but you can live with grace. And it, whether you're facing illness now or not, or you're helping someone who is facing illness, you are. You just give a wonderful treatise on how to live with grace. I just love it. It's beautiful. That's very nice. Well, good. Now that's enough <laughs> of the book. <laughs> well, enough right. of that. We'll, we'll get we'll get weepy or creepy or whatever. Oh, we don't yeah. want to get weepy or no, creepy. No, I don't. Um, I did want to talk today about your essay tomorrow night for South Dakota Public Television. Don't tune in unless you want to raise funds for South Dakota Public TV. They've got a fundraising. I mean, right. you can tune in for fundraising, but you will not see or hear the on-call program tomorrow night. But you did get an essay out, which appears in the numerous newspapers, and the essay had to do with claudication. Claudication? Is that the right? Claudication. Claudication. Now, it's a it's term. It's claudication. 25 years we've worked together. I've never You've heard never you heard mention that word. the word claudication. claudication. Yes. I wonder if others haven't heard it either. What so, is claudication? Claudication is the same as angina of the heart, except it's in the legs and feet. So, you know, if you're overdoing it and your heart's not getting a good blood flow and it's demanding more work from the heart, but the heart doesn't have enough oxygen to do the work, then it starts to scream bloody murder and say, stop, I'm hurting. I don't have enough oxygen. And if you push yourself past this, then I'm going to, I'm going to lose and I'm going to die. The tissue will die. The heart will the, not the heart will, Yeah, the, the heart is telling you, slow down, I can't go past that speed, or you're gonna lose heart muscle. The same thing happens with the legs. You have a, uh, of course, you know, what is the furthest point from your heart, which to, you know, pushes blood flow to uh, every cell in your body, what is the furthest point from that? Well, it's your toes, it's your feet. And, um, and if you have blockage of the arteries that feed your legs and your feet, uh, then uh, uh, when you get going too fast, more than what the legs and feet can do with the amount of oxygen they're getting, they're going to start screaming bloody murder and say, I can't do it. Slow down or you're going to lose tissue in your feet and your legs. Uh, that's called um, ischemic peripheral vascular disease or it's called claudication. And okay. uh, people will talk about uh, one block claudication or two block claudication. Have you ever heard that? No. Yes. Uh, we're, we're, we're getting. Bob, Bob is has laughing. Heard this. I think he's got a joke to go <laughs> no, with. This no, no. It's just claudification for you is when you get clawed to come out to the lake cabin and help you pull the dog up oh, yeah. out of the water. <laughs> and then in yeah. this time of the year, Good there's Santa claudication, of course. Santa claudication. Hey, you two are making so much light of this. I'm going to take our next break. When we okay. come back, you're going right. to tell us more All about. Right. A serious condition, it's a very not serious a humorous condition, condition yes, right after these words. Hi, welcome back to Prayer Doc Radio. We're, we're trying to be serious about this, aren't yes, we? Yes. yes, we are. And claud claudication is a serious 
problem that occurs when the blood flow to your leg and your feet isn't what it should be. Right. That is called peripheral artery disease, uh, uh, PAD. And you have talked about PAD before. Yeah. Now you there, just you, haven't talked about claudication before. You know, okay, let's talk vascular system. The vascular includes the arteries that feed, that flows away from the heart with oxygen-rich and nutrient-rich blood to the cells of the body. The veins return the oxygen-depleted uh, and uh, waste-filled blood back to the heart, and then it pushes it through the lungs, and oxygen is uh, renovated. And uh, you actually, you go through the liver, and the liver picks up the, 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 uh, the bad uh, breakdown products. So it's amazing what the body does. I mean, if you think about how that's going. Vascular disease to the leg means you're not getting enough arterial blood flow out or you're not getting the venous return back. But what we're talking about with claudication is arterial. It is getting the blood out to the, 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 the tissues of the feet and the legs and the muscles of the thighs and the calves so that when people were walking too fast and they have a compromised blood flow to their legs uh, at one or two blocks. Somewhere along the lane, they'll, they'll start having cramping, severe pain in their legs, and they have to stop. They stop, pain goes away, and they can start again. Same story with angina of the heart. You know, you, you walk too fast, oh, I'm getting chest pain. Stop, it goes away, and then you can start walking again. Uh, up till that same point. And so, this is called uh, vascular disease, and those are signs that are very important because we can prevent the loss of a limb, a loss of a uh, heart, uh, if these signs are picked up. Now, the average person will get, excuse me a sec, yep. the average person will, um, if they're walking along, they get a pain in their leg, they go home and they rest and they're okay. Happens again two days later, oh, I'm just getting older. How long, I mean, you know the medical condition. The people like me do not know, and we're just wondering right. how often does this happen before we tell a doctor about it, yeah. or, or what is the condition that would cause us to come in to a doctor? Right. Um, the most important thing is that the pain will happen while you're walking, and, and, and there it is. You stop, and then it gets better. Uh, it isn't uh, you go home and rest and then it gradually gets better. It's right there. It's dynamic. It's there. It happens when you go about a block or two blocks or whatever the distance might be. There you have to slow down or your legs are, gonna, uh, are starting to ache. And then when you rest, the ache goes away. There it is. There's a sign that you have <coughs> a stable, generally stable blockage of the arteries that feed there. So it's uh, important to get into the doctor at that point. I think it's it's very important to. It's sort of the, the same story. You walk too fast, you get chest pain, or pain that goes into your jaw or down your arm. You rest, the arm pain, jaw pain goes away. You start walking, then after another block that you get in jaw pain and arm pain, you stop. It goes away. That's a sign of an active blockage that is is compromising your activity. And uh, they can treat those now with stents, 
they go in there. Uh, you have a uh, blockage in the an artery that's feeding your left leg, for example. They'll blow up the blockage with not blow up. Let, let me put it this way: they have a little balloon that they blow up, and it pushes the blockage um, um, uh, open. And then they leave a, a, a wire a mesh stent, uh, and then to keep it open. Yeah. And then people uh, uh, do well. Now another thing that can happen. <clears throat> people may not walk fast enough or walk enough to get claudication, but they s develop ulcers, ulcers on their feet because they don't uh, get enough blood flow to their, their feet. And you can treat those ulcers till the, the cows come home, and they won't heal until they get enough blood flow. So uh, feet uh, uh, ulcers... Ulcers on your feet are a good indication that there's a problem. Yeah, a bad indication. <laughs> a bad indication. Yeah, that something right. bad's happening. All right. Well, this is good because, um, you know, we just don't know when to go to a doctor. You get to a certain age where you have aches and pains no matter what, so you know, you're not going to bug a doctor right. every time. But in this yeah. case, you definitely make an appointment now, and get in there. who are the highest risk... Who are the people with the highest risk for claudication? I don't know. You two tell me. Two groups. Okay. Diabetics and smokers. And smokers are at really big, at really high risk. Uh, but the diabetics are as well. Now, the problem with diabetic uh, peripheral artery disease is that they also have lost feeling in their feet. So they don't know when there's a pebble in their shoe. So they walk all day with a pebble in their shoe, and they wear a hole in, on the bottom of their foot. Now you have an open ulcer on the bottom of the foot, and you have a leg that doesn't have good blood flow. So it's a double whammy uh, in diabetic feet. Uh, that's one of the reasons why uh, and you can spend a kajillion dollars on feet because uh, if uh, you, you know, as soon as you, you have an ulcer that doesn't want to heal, then you got to get off of it. Well, people don't get off their they feet. They don't get off, right? And so it's a, you end up with a amputation or you end up major surgery and then you hope it fixes and you got to get the infection to heal and on and on and on and on. It's just a tough deal. It's best thing we deal. can do is find a cure for diabetes, right? Uh, <laughs> find a cure for diabetes, thing. stop smoking. Stop and, smoking. And, right? and walk and exercise regularly so that you never get into this scenario. Okay. While you were talking, we had a gentleman call in with a question, and he's 90 years old, and he recently had a bad injury to his leg and had artery surgery. Now, after the surgery, what amount and kind of activity do you think he should do? He's in his 90s. I think, um, so he had artery surgery. So either he had a stent or sometimes they'll go in there and open up the artery and fix it in an open surgical way. That's the old way. Uh, sometimes they'll bypass it with an artery that they borrow from somewhere else or a vein that they borrowed from somewhere else. And uh, that will work. And that, that can truly give them relief. But I think uh, uh, if you look at prevention of vascular disease. You know, we can talk about taking lipid-lowering drugs. That's like uh, peeing in the ocean. You know, you're not gonna raise it. It doesn't make a lot of difference. It, it, it makes a little bit of difference, but you know, it's kinda hard, hard to measure it even. The most important thing that you can do is careful, regular exercise. And, and uh, if you're diabetic, certainly, uh, do your best to control the blood sugars 
but not get them so low that you're having reactions. No reactions. None are acceptable. So you lower the blood sugar if you can. You do a regular exercise program, and that exercise program is the most physiologically perfect exercise program is walking. walking. Now, when you're 90, uh, you're at risk of falling. And so I like the idea of, of getting um, cross-country ski poles or, or uh, maybe even two canes, just plain old canes. And, you know, you don't think about them as this wonderful thing that's going to support you if you slip. What they really are is telling you where you are in space. They're and, uh, providing balance that you may not have. That's is right. That they give you a sense of balance. If you, if, you walk a, uh, if you see a person who has balance problems walk across a room without a cane, they'll be touching on the walls just to have a third, where am I in space? Where am I balanced? And that, that third touch uh, helps. If you have two canes, walking the alleys with canes or with cross-country ski poles, it really provides a great improvement in your uh, your uh, avoidance of falling. Great idea. Great concept. One other thing I might add, because whenever I go to the wellness center at the college, if I go <laughs> after 9, somewhere between 9 and 10, there's two programs going there. One for people, and I quite... I guess anyone over 70 is in there. You see a lot of 90-year-olds in there, too. And they're, they're sitting and doing exercises with a leader. It's just a wonderful program. And secondly, at the same time, um, Jesse, I can't think of his last name. Walsh. Thank you. Jesse, Jesse Walsh is there with a group, cardiac rehab people. And they're being watched. They're walking, but the two programs together are phenomenal. So if this 90-year-old gentleman wants to look into that, I'm sure if he just called the wellness center at the college, they would tell him about the programs, or even a Vera Medical would probably fill them in, or their local doctor would, right? Yes. They're wonderful programs. They really are, uh, and I think they're, uh, there doesn't seem to be an age limit. <laughs> There's a lot yeah, of people advanced in age doing exercise appropriate for their age. You know, and you don't have to even add uh, uh, to join a program. Uh, Joni and I buy uh, uh, a punch ticket, and uh, we'll go up there and uh, punch the ticket, and then we'll walk around for, for an hour. Or uh, we'll walk on the tread, treadmill, or we'll uh, do the bicycle, or... Uh, the difference is, Rick, you and Joni both have a medical background person like me, if I'm in my 90s, I don't know if I'm overdoing it or underdoing it. And yeah. if you have somebody watching, yeah. you're going to be protected. And that's what he's wondering, how much can he do? Right. Well, if he has a professional in there looking at him as he exercises, he he's certainly safe. Qu he, he qualifies for yeah. cardiac rehab, having right. had uh, vascular sure. work in his legs, definitely. So it's just a pr wonderful program. And the people in it really seem to enjoy visiting, too. They we have a good time. We just don't realize what we have in this community. There's so many benefits for and people of all ages in this community. And if you're as tight as I am, I mean, I'm mean, just Mr. Tight, don't want to spend money, cheap, cheap, <laughs> cheap, cheap, cheap. For gosh sakes, it's nothing to go up there and to do that. And the value to your health is just by, you know, just gargantuan. So, um, 
We're getting spend, to the age Spend the money. Ed said, something's too expensive. I said, oh, are we saving it for our kids? Uh, yeah. <laughs> he just looks at me. I said, you know, they're okay. It yeah, might be too expensive. They'll be fine. But I think I'm worth it, and we're yeah. doing this today. We're so, doing this. Yes, and yeah. that's the attitude. That's If funny. you're worried it's too expensive and you're saving <laughs> it for your kids, take care of yourself. They'd rather you do that anyways. That's our uh, my note for uh, going into our final break. And yes. we do hope you listen to these words of wisdom, and we'll come back right after this. <laughs> Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. Well, we've pretty well discussed both uh, claudication and PAD, P-A-D. And yeah. one question did come in, is claudication the same as PAD? And you explained there's some difference, right? Well, uh, uh, Some with know, the same. Peripheral artery disease uh, can cause claudication. There you go. There you, can have you can have peripheral artery disease and not have claudication because you're not walking. You're not doing any exercise. You're not asking for the angina of the legs. <clears throat> uh, but I also think that it's important to know that venous disease of the legs is very important. Edema in the legs just exacerbates, makes, makes everything worse uh, as far as the healing of an ulcer and the peripheral vascular, you know, the arter artery flow. Uh, so, um, you know, some people w say wear support hose. Problem with support hose is it's tight and it may compromise the arterial flow out there. So there is a, uh, you've got to be careful on the support hose if you have arterial disease or if you have claudication. So uh, the whole story of, um, of getting rid of the edema out of the legs has to do with balance of diuretics, elevation of the legs, not too high, but just the right amount, and, um, and uh, balancing medicines while still getting some exercise and then doing ACE wraps that are just the right amount. So, I mean, it, okay. it's, a, it's a balance it is. of uh, care for people, particularly as we get older. You know, we need these special We things. are getting older. No question about <laughs> it. Uh, probably our listening audience might feel like they got older listening to us. What yeah. do you think? <laughs> <laughs> hey, two important things that we, we just have a couple of minutes remaining. You want to say anything about flu shots? I think it's a really good <laughs> idea to get a flu shot. Do it for everybody else. Do it for the kiddies that are immunocompromised. Do it for the people who are on chemotherapy. Do it for the elderly whose, whose immune systems are, are naturally waning. Do it for someone else. Please do the, get the flu shot for others. They it's are still available. We've been telling people this for two months now. And guess what? You didn't outweigh them. They still have them available. So if they, you haven't done it haven't yet, used you them can all still up? have There's a some flu left. shot. Right. Okay, so Go to do any get one that of your uh, pharmacies, they'll take care of you. Second thing, with the snow this morning, it was a light snow, a yes. light smattering of snow. Smattering. Smattering. It was just a smattering. Tell us your thoughts on older people shoveling snow. I'd have, uh, I'd, I'd go to the left packet, pull out your checkbook, and write a check for the neighbor kids to do the, the shovel. I am with you on that. I think you get to an age where you do not need talk, to shovel talk, any talk longer. Talk about angina-inducing uh, heart problems. I've lost a number of, of uh, patients uh, who just died suddenly uh, shoveling snow. I Snowblower is another story. Perhaps you can do that, but I mean, that's listen, hard in an older person. Listen too. to your body. Yeah. You're breathing all that cold air. Make your air warm. 
And keep some young kid happy, paying him for the snow. Oh, yeah. Shuffling. Pay him well. Pay him well. Pay him well. Yep. Right. Okay. Can't take it with you, folks. Hey, Maybe we're running out of time, and we do hope all of you have enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program. And we'll listen again for Prairie Doc, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube for free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library. As always, you can hear and see more from Dr. Holm online at prairiedoc.org. Rick, thank you. That's all for this week. Thank you, Joan and Bob. Uh, if you've read the book, write a review on Amazon, please. Love you guys, and stay healthy out there, people.